0: Before I jump into this podcast, I do want to give a quick shout out to my friend James Bean at SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure to check out SeedsHereNow.com for monthly sales, James Bean's pocket full of freebies, and of course, easy peasy credit card payment options. To catch the latest drops from your favorite breeders, check out SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 743 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about seed packaging. We'll read a couple of emails before I get to that part of the show. Let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout-out to my friend Elder's Garden. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout-out to Root305. I want to send a big thank you shout-out to my buddy ADHD Grower. Let's send a special thank you shout-out to Jay Dutch. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout-out to my dude Dreadlocked Farmer. Let's send a big thank you shout-out to Grow Man Stan. Special thank you to Jimmy Limmer. A big fist bump to my dude Kojax. Let's send a big thank you shout-out to Quasi. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout-out to my friend Danny Potts. Big thanks and big shout-out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. Let me start off by sending a big thank you to everybody who gave me feedback on the current Patreon episode. That's right. If you're supporting the show on Patreon, you were sent a link where you can watch a special edition Patreon only version of the podcast it does feature myself and white Mike we both ate 100 milligrams of edibles we did get a lot of feedback on that episode all 100% positive feedback, so thank you for that. I do appreciate that. I do want to attempt to give you more episodes like that, but I need more ideas for more content. People have sent me some ideas, some things to think about. I will work those into into the show. I don't feel like I want to do grow material on the Patreon because I want to include everybody in grow material, so if there's other stuff you'd like me to talk about, uh, if you've got questions that are not grow related or something, you just want some info, some details on other stuff I've talked about, whatever you wanna know that's not grow related we could put it on the patreon send me that question join the patreon check for those special edition episodes also let me give a giant shout out to my buddy riven that's right riven waters made that if you're watching the video episode and i hope you are if you're listening on spotify apple podcast wherever you may be listening I do encourage you encourage you to join us on the YouTube channel because my buddy Riven did make a great, uh, really cool intro video for the podcast. That's what you've seen for this episode in the past couple and probably for the next few episodes because I do like that intro. So big special thanks, a fist bump, a high five, a thumbs up, a shout out to my buddy Riven for the beautiful intro screen. I love that spinning cross. He took my logo, made it spin around that is super cool. It made me smile real big. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. The next order of business. If you hear some jingling, some clang a sounds in the background, uh, that's my new air conditioner. It's making a lot of noise. It's a hot day here in Colorado, the first real hot day. I'm not going to be an old man and talk about the weather, but it's hot outside, so I got the air conditioner going. I don't know if the software and equipment will cut that out. If not, there you go. Disclaimer, there's some background noise. I apologize. It's hot. You got to deal with it. Where do we go from there? A lot of people have been asking, where is the Discord? What happened to the Irie Army Discord server? Uh, There is a new Discord server. I've been talking about this on a lot of episodes, but I'm trying to get the word out. Uh, I would appreciate it if you share the word with your friends. If you had friends on Discord and they're not on the Irie Army Discord server, please invite them, remind them that there was a change in the server. We are no longer on the old server. If you click on that, that's a different link. Uh, Some things went weird there. We have abandoned that server. We have created our own new server. Uh, we've got a great new mod team. Things are I just actually finished up an hour and 20-minute mod meeting with the Discord mods, so uh, big thanks to all those guys. The point of this is there is a new link to the new updated Discord server in the video notes and the show description. If you want to find the new Discord server, join us on there. You are invited. On that server, uh, there's a lot of great content, a lot of great information. One of my favorite things is The Smokers Lounge chat where anybody can just come in and hang out and chat. It is a video chat. Uh, I'm there at least one night a week, sometimes twice a week, depending on how busy things get. like to pop in. Just depends on if I get done with my chores or maybe I'm packing up seeds, something I'm doing, sitting at the desk, that kind of work where I can hang out and bullshit. I'll just pop into the live chat, hang out with people, answer a few questions. Uh, Sometimes I'm just hanging out, listening to you guys chat. We just have normal everyday conversations. Sometimes we talk very intensely about growing cannabis and cannabis ideas. Uh, A lot of interesting conversation. Also, one of my other favorite parts is the tester tab. I send out a lot of tester seeds to people and they post their reports there on the tester tab. And I love seeing what people are growing, the progress of the testers. I love that on the discord. You will also find tabs for most of the strains I have created. Uh, the users and the mods have created a tab for most of the strains. I say most because there's stuff that's not even put out yet. Things they don't know about and that are coming out, uh, that will be out very soon. Hint, hint, tease, tease. But, uh, They've got a list on the side of every single strain that's available. You can click on there and you can see other growers' experiences with that strain. You can see uh, their flowering photos, their grow reports, if they had problems, if they have questions, the answers to those questions. So I find it to be a very great uh, resource and a useful resource for anybody growing Irie genetics. So my point here, if you are a part of the Irie Army, the Grow From Your Heart podcast community, which you are if you are watching or listening, I invite you to the Discord server. Come hang out with us. You never know. You may pop in in the Smokers Lounge, and I may be hanging out right there in the chat. You might see me taking dabs. You might get to hang out. You might get to ask me your question face-to-face. What else are we going to talk about? Uh, one more thing to ramble about, then we're going to talk about some of the main topics of this podcast. I got to see, if you know me at all, you know I'm a huge uh, reggae fan. Uh, Not only am I huge, I'm also a reggae fan. I am also a huge reggae fan. That just works out for me. Um, Yeah, I'm 6'5 with dreadlocks down to about my calf region, you guys. Just in case you wondered how far down these crazy things go, uh, they hit the calf area. And I'm 6'5, so I am a huge reggae fan. I will move forward. Um, a few nights ago, I got to go see with my lovely queen, Miss Dread Vibes, also known as Miss Zara. Uh, we got to go see the lovely Natalie Rise. If you know anything about me, you know that uh, I smile weirdly when we talk about Natalie Rise. Uh, I think she's amazing. She's a great musician. She's a great singer. She's a great writer. And I may have a little bit of a crush on her, and my girlfriend is okay with that, so don't go snitching on me. Uh, but we got to see Natalie sing. We got to see her perform. It was a great show, good energy. Uh, something about just the uh, the recharging of the energy there that comes from a Natalie Rise concert felt really good. So big up to Natalie Rise, big up to the few people. Saw a couple of people there that knew who we were and what we were doing. So big up to the crew that saw us there. Shout out to all the great dreadlocks at the event. There were so many people at dreadlocks at that concert. I had a great time. You guys, go see some live music. We're allowed and able to go get out and see music again. doesn't have to be reggae. If you're not a reggae fan, if you're not into that, go see whatever you're into. If you're into Norwegian death metal, go get your mosh pit on. If you're into some Celtic folk dance, go spin your legs around. Do your thing and have a good time is what I'm talking about. Get out there. Fill your vibes with some good music. Fill your soul up. We're able to do it again. Go get out there. It felt really nice. Now I'm fucking rambling. Let's talk about some cannabis cultivation Things That's what this podcast is all about. We've been going for a long time. I haven't talked about cannabis yet. Um, I recently got a message from somebody who was saying that they want to start a new seed company. They said that they look up to my company, that they see that what I've been doing is obviously working, and they, wanted que- they had questions about how important is seed packaging and how to package seeds. I'm going to focus mainly on like seed company with branding and all that sort of stuff, like an official company that's going out for a seed vendor for retail sales. Let's think about uh, that type of packaging. And we'll also talk about just bro-to-bro, peer-to-peer seed exchanges and that sort of stuff. Uh, When it comes to commercial packaging, something that's very important is branding. Some people are not going to know who you are, what you're about, what your vibe is, what your motto is. They don't know anything about you except this package of seeds that they've got in their hand. That's the only thing that is representing your company, your seeds, your expectations of those beans. So I think uh, branding is very important. Have the company name. On my packaging, you can prominently see Genetics displayed at the top then it says premium seeds it lets you know these are premium seeds It tells you what the brand is and what is in the package when you flip it over on the back it tells you the strain now in the middle of the pack it says the strain. on the top once again it says iree genetics because i want it to be redundant when you flip it over you see it's iree genetics in the middle i use a sticker that says the strain It indicates what strain it is sometimes i will put uh, how many weeks it takes to flower on that package depending on how old my labels are Uh, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't, I should be more, uh, more fluid with doing that more regularly, but I'll put the brand, the brand on top, the strain in the middle. Then on the bottom, something I find to be very important, I put my website address. Why not have the web address on there? That way, if there are any questions, any problems, anything you want to know more details, you can go to the website on my website. There's a full report on that strain, possibly with a link to a podcast of that strain possibly with discord info, all kinds of great shit linked up to it that you could read about the whole strain, get the info you need. So the main things I think about are the company name. What's your company name? What are you called? I'm obviously Irie genetics that's printed on the very front. Then it says premium seeds. I created a logo. I did not create. I had an artist create me a logo big up to my artist friend. His Name's Adam. I believe they made me a very cool logo that I feel represents my brand very well. Um, obviously, uh, the name is Irie, which is a Jamaican word. It's a Patois word that means, uh, it's got a lot of meanings to it, but basically means to feel really good. It's most powerful, the most pleasing feeling you could ever imagine. I describe it as kind of like Uh, If you're sitting on the beach or if you're sitting on a hill, a grassy hill and the sun is setting and you see the waves going maybe, and you got your girl on one side and the dog on the other, maybe you're smoking a fat joint and everything is just cool, man. There's nothing bothering you. Nothing's wrong. Nothing could go wrong. Everything feels right. That is irie, feeling irie. got the irie genetics. So uh, my vibe and my brand is obviously got that Rasta, reggae, irie sort of vibe to it. So there's a lot of red, yellow, and green colors in there, which uh, then I use a cross logo that comes heavily from uh, Rasta culture. Then on the back, when we flip it over, it's got a cool little design. Uh, there's another little design hidden under the main design also that you may not notice. But then on the back, I feel like it's got my face on it and a website address. I feel like putting my face on there really puts a lot of transparency to my brand. That is me, I'm the guy to that brand. Uh, You know who to talk to when you email it. You know, when you email my company, you know who you're talking to. You know who the customer service guy is. You know who made the seeds. You know whose ideas these are. You know who you're representing uh, and whose product you're buying. So on the top, it says, I read genetics. In the middle, it's got the strain. On the bottom, it's got the website with my little face logo on the bottom of the packaging. So I feel like we cover most of the important aspects there are on the outside. We've got branding and we've got contact info and we've got product information. A lot of people will put disclaimers of some sort. This is a novelty item, souvenir purposes only. It depends on where you're shipping your product. That is legal stuff that I would consult your legal team with. I don't add that to my packages because many of my vendors will staple a card to the package uh, or a big order will get one card that says whatever it needs to say depending on where it is going. If it's a novelty, a souvenir, a CBD, a hemp item, that will be attached later on as necessary depending on where it's being distributed. So the first thing I think about is branding. Put your brand name on there. This This is like your business card. This is the one opportunity people get to identify your brand, associate it with something in their head. If you draw a dagger on it, some people may not be into that, but the people that are into daggers are definitely gonna remember it. If you put a lollipop on there, some of my packages have really cool logos. The lollipop logo gets a lot of attention. The blue raspberry truffle logo gets a lot of attention. Orangegasm has a fancy logo. It gets a lot of attention. Those packages get noticed after many strains get success, I will create a specific package for that strain, but most of my stuff comes in a generic package with iReGenetics Premium Seeds, the cross logo. You flip it over, it's got the brand, the strain name, and the website on the bottom. Keep it simple, but give all of the pertinent information that is needed, then people can contact me from there. Kind of got rambly, forgot where I was going. The next thing we should think about is protecting those seeds. What is inside that package is the most important part. The branding is great, contact info is good, Having a, an identity on a table filled with seed packs and your seed pack standing out, that is really cool. But are the seeds in there crushed? Because they've got to get mailed, handled, and delivered. So always put them inside of some sort of protective Uh, Packaging of some sort. I buy bubble containers from a company called LaContainers.com. They are quite expensive. I buy them by uh, three thousand at a time, to be quite honest with you, and it is quite expensive. Shipping on those things is super expensive. They ship from LA via UPS, uh, really expensive. That that eats up a big cost of seed uh, sales right there. It's just the packaging. Uh, So I use the bubbles with the foam insert. I open up the clamshell bubble, put the seeds in there, put the foam insert over it, and then I close it. Then that goes inside of a three by three baggie with the folded card inside with all of the info. Those all slide together. Then just for security purposes, for safety, for peace of mind, I like to heat seal most of my packages. If you get them directly from me, they might not be heat sealed. But if I send them to a vendor, I try to make sure they're heat sealed before they go out so they cannot be tampered with if they come from me and they're not heat sealed, they came straight from me, bro. The only person that fucked with them was me. And then if you plan on reselling them or something, just tell them you got them straight from me. It should be legit. But, um, yeah, I, I seal most of the packs that go out. So they are in a protective bubble in a foam. So they don't rattle around too much in the packaging. And also, so they don't go flying out when you open that, uh, that gets put inside of a baggie, which has got a card folded inside of it for all the info. Also that card, um, Keeps the light out. Now the the seeds are protected from the light. Then that gets heat sealed. Then I bundle them in packs of five. They go into a container that is labeled properly. Uh, That's how those go. But mainly think about branding. Put your brand name on there, the strain name, as much strain info as you can, and then some contact info. I think my website info is great. Sometimes I do include a sticker on the inside with a link to my Discord, so if people want to join the Discord, they can check that out as well, but I try not to put too many confusing things inside there. Now, keep this in mind. I do come from the music industry, so when you look at my packaging my packages are designed as record labels. If you look at an album, like an album, yeah, guys, we're going that old. People, Vinyl's coming back. Back in the day, we had these big, I, this is older than me even, but back in the day, we had vinyls. I grew up with CDs. It's a square case with a square design. All the CD covers were a square. I always wanted to be in a a fucking successful rock and roll band or some shit. I had fun. I did my thing, but this is where I'm supposed to be is in the cannabis industry. But I did tour with a lot of bands. I did a lot of work with a lot of bands. A lot of my uh, art and design and branding ideas come from the music industry. So it's all about catching somebody's eye and standing out and kind of identifying your, so in the music industry, if you're metal or some sort of hard rock stuff, use skulls and like that blood drip sort of fucking logo, right? We already know what that is. Uh, if you use um, certain kind of font, we know that you're a rap group. If you use a certain kind of font, we know that you're a pop group. We've just identified certain things with certain. If you see the K, you know that's Kmart. If you see that lady with her legs behind her head, you know that's Starbucks. They're just certain things inside of our brain that give us a certain idea. I've learned how to do that through branding through bands with my seed company. So I've learned how to identify myself, create a vibe, and stand out with my packaging. So I think a lot of that came from the, indie, the music industry is where I get a lot of that vibe. A lot of those ideas. If you notice a lot of my shit looks like a record label. It's like the band name, the album name, you flip it over, the songs are listed on the back. Here's our website. That's a lot of how albums do it. That's kind of how I was doing it. And then I found a really cool artist. Shout out to my buddy, Kevin, who does great art for me. Uh, also shout out to DP710. But these guys do great art. And then I put those on the packages. That makes it a lot of fun. All right. I've been rambling for a little bit here. I did say I was going to read a cannabis cultivation question. I do have one great question here in front of me. I said one great question. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. This one came from our friend who calls himself used to be cool. Every time I read that, I say you're listening to the podcast, bro. So you are still cool in my book. Don't ever think you're not cool, bro. You're cool until you decide you're not cool anymore. It's just like getting old. You're not old until you decide you are. I'm rambling, let me stay focused a little bit. This one says, I had five plants in my 4x4, which included two Orangegasm plants. All of them but one Orangegasm finished between 55 and 60 days. The remaining Orangegasm appears to be within, appeared to be within 10 days of finishing. So to help it along, I followed your pro tip about switching the lights back to 18.6. Let me talk about that because maybe people don't listen to every episode. I've talked about this in several episodes. This is a technique and a method that I do use quite often. When I'm flowering my plants at the end of flower, approximately 10 to 14 days before harvest, around the same time that I begin to flush, I put my grow lights back on an 18-hour on and 6-hour off cycle. My theory, and what I've proven by doing this several times, is that my buds get chunkier, they get more dense, and they finish up more quickly. So that is why I'm doing this. I'm turning my lights to 18.6 for a faster finish and a chunkier product. Now let's talk about what our friend is doing and what has happened here. Uh, I followed your advice and switched the lights to 18.6. I'm now on day 67 and the remaining orange gasm still looks like it's about 10 days from finishing. I'm not sure what to do if it doesn't finish within the 14 days of the light switch. Can I go back to 12.12 if it's not done? And then, uh, okay, Now, I know where we are. It says, thanks for any advice you can offer. Now, this is a great question. I'm going to start off by, um, I'm not going to scold you, but I'm going to give you some constructive criticism that I keep saying when we talk about the 18-6 because I need to get this piece of advice out and make it more clear. Many people have taken to the 18-6 idea at the end of flower. It seems to be successful for a lot of people. One thing I want to make clear and reiterate and remind you that I think is a better practice is to not do this the first time you run a plant. Run the plant the first time, find out how long that plant takes to finish, then do this the second time. We don't know how long that plant's gonna go. Our dude uh, used to be cool here, started too early, now the plant is not done because he didn't know the plant doesn't have any experience with this cultivar, and now he's got himself in a weird position and he's not sure what to do. So my very first piece of advice is don't do this on the first run with a new plant run that plant once, run that plant maybe twice, find out how long is ideal for that that plant to finish, that particular plant to finish up, then do this technique the second time and see if you can reduce the flowering time. Have some data to compare it to the first time would be my suggestion. Now, unfortunately, we're past that. We can't go back in time. We can't grow this one more time and then figure it out. We've got to work with what we've got. So let's find a solution. What I would do is keep going the way that you are going keep going. Do not put it back to 12-12. You've already gone from 186 to 12-12, back to 18.6. We don't want to confuse this plant anymore. That's when you may get seeds. That's when you may get nanners. That's when you may get problems. That's when it just may completely fucking freak out and ruin everything. So I would not go back. I would keep going until the moment I see signs of absolute reveg. Once you know it is for sure, revenge on you, that's when I would cut down. You should be flushing already, so it's going to be ready to cut whenever you're ready to cut it. So as soon as you see that revege cut, but um, it'll take a little bit. It's not going to happen to revege right away. You've got a pretty strong plant. If it's still taking away, if it's still taking time to finish, that means it will take longer to revege as well. Uh, that's just a, a commonality in the genetics. If it takes longer to finish, it will take longer to revege. So that's a good thing keep it going. Wait until you see signs of re-veg. You've got more than the 14 days. I say 10 to 14 because that is ideal. You won't see signs of re-veg until at least 17, 21, maybe 24, 26 days. Pay attention to the plant. Keep going. And as soon as you see that re-veg then cut it down. That's what I would do. Um, I would not do the 12-12. It's had enough. I said this before. It's already stressed out. It's already had enough. Uh, it will get confused. It'll get pissed off. I don't know what it will do uh, if you put it back under twelve twelve, that that really could freak that plant out. So I think uh the number one thing to take away from this, and my dude, I know it's already too late, we can't go back in time, but the number one thing that I would take away from this is do not do this with new cuts that we don't know how long they take to finish, because that is how you run into this exact situation. To wrap it up, I would keep going until you see signs of re veg uh, re will be little leaves poking out of the top of the buds, uh, the bottom leaves will start curling up kinda weird. I would keep going until you see that. Uh, you're already flushing, so it'll be clean by the time you cut it down. Uh, As soon as you see that uh, re-ved starting, cut it down. Unless it gets ready before that, which it might. That's another thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, Since you're going at this light pace, it is finishing more rapidly than you think. Uh, You're saying it appeared to be within 10 days. Uh, Looks like it's still 10 days. Uh, If it doesn't finish within the 14, within the next few days, this plan is going to show a lot of progress. It is getting a lot of light. It is going to progress much more quickly than you're anticipating because it is at the end. Uh, If it's not already turning yellow, the leaves are getting droopy. That will happen very soon. Uh, It will begin to go into senescence and it will be done uh, before too long, just naturally, because the plant knows that it's just about time for that plant to be done. So I think you'll be all right. And if not, you're going to have to cut down a plant that is a little bit too early. It's not quite done, but uh, that's a learning lesson. And if you cut down Orange Gasm. I think you'll still have, if you cut down gasm too early, I think you'll still be happy. You'll still have a satisfying outcome because it's still going to be a head ringer of a sure. buzz. That sativa buzz is really strong when you cut it down early. So even if it's a little bit early, you still may get a real head ripping, psychedelic sativa buzz out of that, even though it didn't finish as long as we could have let it go. My dude, you used to be cool. It's been great hearing from you. I haven't gotten a message from you in a while. Hope everything is iry let me know how things go. Let me know when you finally cut this plant down. Let me know how it looked, how it smoked, how it tasted. Let me know if you got any re-veg. Let me know. I want a feedback report. Uh, Thank you, bro. I do appreciate that. All right. We've got one more breeding question here. This one came from our friend. Uh, No need to give me a shout out. We know who I am. So my dude, thank you. Uh, He wants to remain anonymous, so we're going to quickly read this message, and it says, Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. I hope all is well in your corner of the world. I'd like to start off by saying thank you for providing high-quality content, practical and reliable advice, and at the best price the internet has to offer. Dude, thank you. That is a great way to start a message. I appreciate that. Um... You're welcome. Uh, High quality content. I appreciate that. That's a lot of work. Practical and reliable. That's what it's all about. Too many people on the internet are giving crazy fucking advice. Keep it simple, stoner. And then the best price. Yes, the show is free. I do appreciate it that you notice that the show is free. Uh, Some people are bothered that I do ask for Patreon contributions, but nobody's forcing anybody, and the people that do contribute seem grateful, so thank you for that. Let's keep moving. It says, leading to the question, I found two plants that I've selected to breed for very different yet specific reasons, and then he talks about the plants. I don't think I'm going to talk too much about that. Um, He says... One has lateral branches. Okay, we can skip a lot of this. It says the second plant. They talk about the second plant. Now, I know the answer to this question is which is why I'm able to skip over some of this. I did pre read this. It goes on. It says, I know part of this was covered in a previous episode, but I cannot seem to find it. But which of these plants should I reverse? My goal is basically to get buds and terps, as well as the shorter flowering time from the tall, skinny one, and get the structure and vigor from the short one it seems logical to reverse the taller one as it will seem it will have an easier time pollinating the shorter plant more thoroughly that's a good logical approach to that but i'm not sure the best way to go just because it seems to make sense to me i attached picks i did he goes on to say i did attach picks i did look at the pictures i'll have some feedback on that uh, it says respectively and i hope they give you a better uh mean to my goals Thank you for the time, bro. Any advice would mean a lot to me. I'll be sure to give my mom a hug for both of us as well. P.S. Okay. And then he said, there's no need to give him a shout out. So I skipped a lot of the plant description here because in this message, your plant descriptions are not uh, super important to the audience. I know what your goal is. I know what you're going for. I don't need to read the long descriptions here. You've got the right idea. I think you answered your own question with your own intuition. You said it seems logical to reverse the taller one. Something inside of you is saying to do that. And if you don't do that, you're always going to wonder what you would have done if you, what you would have done if you did that and didn't do the other thing. So my first advice is always follow your intuition. If something inside of you says to reverse that one as a breeder, as a plant grower, as the person in charge of this product, as the artist involved here, Do what your heart is telling you to. Do what your intuition says. When it comes to breeding, I often say, learn about Mendel charts. Learn about allele charts. Learn about dominant and recessive genes. Learn about co-dominant genes. Uh, Learn about uh, filial generations. Uh, Learn how to label things. Then once you've got all that stuff figured out, forget about it and grow from your heart and breed with love and use your intuition. When you look at two plants in a grow room, something's going to go... Man, if that plant and that plant got together and made seeds and made plants, they would be amazing. Do that. It seems like you're on that path, which is the passion, the desire, the grow from your heart, the breed with love. That's the most important part of it. Um, Then seeing what comes out of it is the most fun. If you are making a project that is assigned by me, that's an assignment. That's work. Uh, That's a project that you're just doing. Do what you love to do, do what your heart is calling for you to do. And also, my next piece of advice is do the other way also, because uh, this isn't going to be your last time breeding seeds, your only time breeding. Do them both and see what they both do. Then in the future, breed them together. That's I know it sounds crazy. It sounds like a lot, but as a breeder who's way ahead of you in this breeding game, who knows how this, uh, I don't want to say addiction, but that's how this addiction goes, but that's how this passion goes. You're going to make some seeds out of plant A to plant B and you're going to grow them and you're going to go, hmm, and you're going to do plant B to plant A and you're going to grow them and then you're going to see two plants and then you are going to go, oh shit. And then you're going to cross those. And that one is going to be your fucking, the mastermind right there. That's going to be the, the ninja samurai warrior, Yoda, Buddha right there that you're looking for. So, uh, my first advice is use your intuition, follow your heart, uh, do what your heart told you to do. If not, that's almost a lot of things in life. Follow your heart. Use your intuition because if you don't, if there's something that you want to do and you don't do it, when you're too old to do it, you're going to be like, fuck, I should have done that. I'm going to, I wish I would have done that. Like, you're going to, you're going to really, that's when you have regrets, is when you don't do the shit that you thought you should do. So get that shit done. Do the one you have the idea for. Use that taller one as your first pollinator. Then again, the second time, reverse that shit. Do the other one and let that tall one receive pollen. Um, also, it really depends on. Who, and we don't know this until we breed. We don't know which plant has dominant and uh, recessive and co dominant traits. We don't know which traits are going to take over the mix. You've never bred with either one of these plants. We don't know what either one of them adds. So we don't know what to expect. You could uh, possibly, and this is just hypothetical, you could reverse plant A and pollinate plant B, and the outcome could either be all plant A or all plant B. You could do the opposite, and both of those effects could be the, the outcome. Or you could reverse plant A and pollinate plant B and it could be a 50-50 mix. You could reverse plant B and pollinate A and it could be 70-30 on the outcome on the phenotypes. We don't know what they're offering. It could be all intersex plants. It could be all intersex if you do it one way and all solid fems if you do it the other way. So really, we just have to breed with these plants is really the only true way to find out. You have to breed them, make the crosses, grow them, take a lot of notes, and pay a lot of attention. But that is where the passion comes from. That is what the passion is all about. That's why we're growing from our heart and breeding with love. My dude who wants to remain a non mouse I really hope I gave you some useful advice. My main piece of advice with this one is follow your intuition. Do the thing that first inspired you to do this. Then you got the rest of your life to do the rest of the projects I recommended. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, and pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I'm sure you can hear my throat burning out, so it is time to wrap up this episode. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know that I would love to hear from you. The email address is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me a message. Let me know what you think of the show. Also, if you'd like to support the show, all you have to do is visit www.hotmail.com patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Of course, there is a link in the show notes and in the video description. Everything else is on my website at irigenetics.com. Check out the website. There's a vendor list. There's a discord link. Anything you can imagine will be on the website, irigenetics.com. That is all I've got for you for this episode. You know, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my buddy, Doc. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.